San Francisco removes Washington and Lincoln. Biden removes Jackson and Churchill. And the administration removes 1776. Thanks for choosing Church Public. Here we go. All right. Thanks for choosing Church Public. I am really glad that you did. This is a labor of love. If you feel like supporting us, we would really appreciate that. You can go to churchpublic.com support. Uh, you can pray for us. That's the biggest thing. Just pray that this message gets out there because I think it's a really good message. We are going to be doing biblical truth. We'll have some episodes about just that. We'll be mixing biblical truth in with the realities that are going on in this world news, government, all those other things, because church and public are not supposed to be completely separate. Our lives are in the real world, and therefore, as a Christian, as a follower of God, maybe you're not even a follower of God yet, but you're curious, as a follower of God, we need to be in the world. Jesus tells us to be in the world and not of it. So, please go and support. I really appreciate it, and it helps us to do better and more content for you. Again, thanks for joining. You can check us out on social media at Church Public on all of the regular spaces. You can subscribe and like on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. And as always, thanks for supporting. All right. So today we're talking about some news things. Um, Poor Abraham Lincoln, poor George Washington have now been canceled in the city of San Francisco. Their names, boom, booted right off of those schools. And for various reasons. So we're going to get to that. Um, Actually, uh, it says there are 44 schools with controversial names that are going to be removed in the San Francisco Bay Area of California. And names like Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Theodore Roosevelt, Herbert Hoover, poor Paul Revere. I mean, two if by land or two if by sea. I'm going to have to look that up. I'm sorry. I don't remember which one it is. At any rate, Paul Revere, very helpful in the Revolutionary War. He's out. Sorry. Um, Thomas Edison, he was a great guy. He's out. And even poor Senator Dianne Feinstein of California, she also is out. It seems like the end is nowhere in sight. Uh, We're just going to keep getting rid of people until... I don't know. All the people are gone. We're going to have to to stay tuned for that. Um, So we'll talk more about the specifics in just a second. But this all made me think about, of course, George Orwell. If you haven't already, read George Orwell's 1984. It's a great book. It's a little bit uh, it's it's a little bit creepy. I mean, it was written now 80 years ago, I think. I'm not the best at math, but you can you can look that up. Anyway, a long time ago, it was written, and he was criticizing some communist thoughts and communist ideas, and his thoughts seem to be pretty spot on, even to today. I'll read you this excerpt. Quote, every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book has been rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. Sound familiar? Every date has been altered. History has been stopped. Nothing exists except the endless present in which the party is always right. End quote. That was George Orwell from 1984. A lot of good, scary, kind of creepy quotes that are happening in that book. I'm not going to get into the rest of it right now. Um, We'll probably talk about it more later. But it reminds us 
of what is going on. And again, this was decades and decades ago, but we're still doing this thing. We're still removing some of the parts of history that I guess we don't like. But as I've said before, and I'll say again, removing history doesn't change history. It just removes our memory of what we did. And I'm one to think that I've done some things wrong and I would like to forget it, but at the same time, I want to learn from it. I think the better thing, rather than removing history, is to learn from history. How do we learn from history? How do we get better and not do the things that we did before? Some people would even say, if you forget your history, you're doomed to repeat it. And I, for one, certainly don't want to repeat a lot of the things that have happened in history. So let's learn from that. But instead, that is not the tack that we're taking. We are instead removing everything, every part of history that is in any way offensive or, as this said, quote, controversial. And we continue to do that. We've seen throughout all of last year statues being removed. And of course, it started with um, just the bad guys of history, right? Those southern generals or, or southern leaders that that lost the Civil War. And of course, we have to get rid of those. And then some people, maybe even presidents, said, hey, they're going to come for George Washington. They're going to come for Abraham Lincoln. And the media, the left said, they scoffed and said, oh, no, like we love those guys. We're not going to get rid of those guys. Well, here we go. Continuing on, poor George Washington, poor Abraham Lincoln. They're out. This is what they said about Lincoln. Quote, he did not demonstrate that black lives mattered to him. End quote. <sighs> It just makes me sad. I don't even know where to start here. I mean, he sponsored the amendment to end slavery, Emancipation Proclamation. He presided over the Civil War fighting to end slavery. Um, but sure, I guess he really didn't actually say the words Black Lives Matter. Maybe he did. I don't know. It's not written down. So for that, he's out, canceled, uh, take his name off the statues and off of the schools. He is not allowed to be part of America. So that's a thing that happened. Another thing is uh, we installed a new president. Biden is now the president. Um, and he made some changes to the Oval Office, as many presidents do. I think they're interesting changes. Here's a couple of them. He removed a portrait of Andrew Jackson and the bust, the head of Winston Churchill. Now, poor Churchill, he does get booted every time a Democrat comes into office. Um, and, but why? What, what did he do to deserve that? Well, and some of you out there may not even know who Churchill is. And um, and, I, and I get that, you know, again, I, I study a lot of history and I like history. And so if you are familiar at all with the World Wars, Churchill was instrumental in the World Wars in helping Britain um, and and really the, the whole West rally up and move back towards fighting because they, they were Britain as a nation was very depressed. They were getting pummeled. They, they, at one point, you know, you might say we're even losing and Churchill is credited by some of his incredible speeches of pushing the whole nation. And again, maybe even you'd say the whole West towards what ultimately was victory over the Nazis, uh, which, which I think is an incredible achievement first and foremost. So to, to remove him from the, the seat of, you know, Western de democracy in the Oval Office, to me, is kind of sad. Um, and, and in fact, he gave one of my favorite speeches. Um, and, and this is just a quick excerpt from it. He says, never give in, never give in, never, 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 never. 
I just love repetition in that. So good, right? He said, And nothing great or small, large or petty, never give in except to convictions of honor and good sense. Never yield to force. Never yield to the apparently overwhelming might of the enemy. Even that thing at the end, right? His words were chosen so well that you feel like the enemy is winning. Maybe you feel this today. You feel like the enemy is winning, but is it only apparent? Are they only apparently winning? Are they really winning? For us Christians, we know that God has, in fact, already won, and we're just here doing his work, the work that he has for us and has set apart for us ahead of time until he comes again. But Churchill great leader and great guy who gave all those speeches and and was really good about that. Um, I suspect, though, that the real reason he was booted was because of his Christian worldview, his Christian biblical worldview. Um, He said this, since the dawn of the Christian era, A certain way of life has slowly been shaping itself amongst the Western people, and certain standards of conduct and government have come to be esteemed. Now, right there, actually sounding a lot like America's founding fathers, he says that this worldview has shaped the nation. The Christian worldview, the Judeo-Christian worldview, if you will, has shaped both the nation of Britain and the nation of America. He went on to say, quote, we are confronted with another theme. It's not a new theme. It leaps up from the dark ages. Racial persecution, religious intolerance, deprivation of free speech, the conception of the citizen as a mere soulless fraction of the state. To this has been added the cult of war. Children are taught this in their earliest schooling, end quote. And there's a little bit of abbreviation that I did in there for time. You can go and read or listen to the full quote there. But you hear a lot in that. And and maybe, again, this is 80 years ago now, again, but it, it could read like today, right? Religious intolerance, deprivation of free speech. We're seeing that all over social media. And the conception of the citizen as a soulless fraction of the state. What great language, right? But in other words, you're just a part of the body politic. You're not an individual. You're not a soul. And in the kingdom of God, on the contrary, you are a soul. You are a huge member of God's kingdom. You're made in the image of God. And that's super important. And it's super important to hold on to and keep track of. So, Andrew Jackson was also removed and replaced with Ben Franklin. Um, Nothing against Ben Franklin. He wasn't actually a president. He was a great guy. He was involved in the founding, and so I like him. Um, But I think Andrew Jackson was removed because he was a populist president. Trump actually liked Andrew Jackson, so he probably was too, at this point, connected with Trump, which is super weird to say, but... um, Maybe that's why he was removed. I couldn't tell you. Um, He wasn't my favorite president by any means, but apparently we don't like him and he's canceled. Anyway, so uh, Churchill, however, seems to have been replaced by the lovely Cesar Chavez. He was a United Farm Workers. Um, He also did some interesting things with, uh, with some religious... Uh, I, I'm just going to leave that. You can read about his connections to some some religious um, different ideologies. I'll just put that way: some different religious ideologies through the 60, late 60s and 70s. Um, interesting, interesting person to replace again Churchill, but he he's an icon, I guess, of the left and his his ideals for that, uh, I guess. So anyway, 
I, I would have chosen Churchill over Chavez, but those are things that are happening. I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest change that's happened is this 1776 commission has been removed. It was booted out first day in office for President Biden. Um, and you should read it, by the way. You should read the 1776 commission for yourself. Don't take my word for it. As always, I want you to find the information for yourself. I want you to figure out, you know, what's real. I think, I, I always think, I always say that more truth is better than less truth. And the more truth that you have, the more you'll be able to understand what is real and, and what is lies. Um, rather than, as we've seen on social media, and I have a whole episode about that, but We've seen on social media that they're they're trying to protect us from the bad things by not letting us read the information for ourselves. I don't think that's right. I think we should read more things and then make our own determinations because in general, we're fairly smart people and we should be able to figure those things out. At any rate, 1776 Commission, if you haven't seen it, if you have trouble finding it, you can go to churchpublic.com slash news. I will link the article there. Uh, and I think you can even download it as a PDF from that site just in case it disappears from the internet, which at this point, who knows, it might. Um, the 1776 Commission is not a whitewashed history. It gives a perspective of history, a perspective of the good and the bad and the ugly of what happened in history and that there was slavery, there was inequity, there was a lot of problems in our past, in the past of America. However, the goal of America in 1776 was to be separated from, for instance, the King of England who mandated slavery when certain of the founding fathers asked the king to let go of their slaves. He said, no, and you'll go to jail for your life or be killed if you release your slaves, right? So it wasn't as easy. We look back and say, well, why didn't they just free all their slaves? It wasn't as easy as you think. And when we look back and go, well, sure, you should have just done it. But if you and your whole family would have been killed by doing that, like that makes the situation a little bit harder. And we also look back and think, well, America was the only nation in the history of the world that had slavery. And actually the opposite is true. Every nation, almost every nation in the history of the world had some form of slavery. America was one of the only ones to actually stop slavery, and they did. And again, it didn't start right in 1776, but what started was the ideal, as is voiced in these documents, that all men are created equal, given, uh, granted by God with these inalienable rights. And that ideal led to this really terrible, bloody civil war and that civil war and the amendments that followed freed the slaves. And then more things happened, and that led to um, the, the 60s and, and more rights. And, and we keep moving in that direction of doing better, and we want to keep doing better. But it's, it's a little bit myopic to look back and say, hey, um, we're so much better now, and they were so much worse then. It just makes me little concerned that the very first day of this new leader removes this history because this history did happen. And again, pretending it didn't happen doesn't remove it from reality. It just means we don't learn from it and grow from it and don't do the bad things and help do the good things, right? And, and repeat those and think about the ideals and the fact that, again, as mentioned in the documents, we are all created equal. 
And that's only mentioned in the documents. It's not founded by the documents. That comes from God himself. God says that we are created in his image. That's from the very beginning, from Genesis even. Right. And so it's important. It's important for us to know these things. It's important for us to work into these things and try to live up to the ideals that God has set before us and that up until now the government has protected in in um, this world. Right. Um, and it is also kind of foolhardy to look back and say we're so much better than they were. And and I, I guess we don't have to grow or, or, or we can look back and say we, we're more perfect and I think that is uh, misguided at best and, and really uh, poorly formed logic at worst, right? It, it, it's, we're no better than they are. We're just humans. We're just people and we are flawed and we are broken and we will be looked back on to see how did we do? And, and will we be in the place where, you know, we did good things on this earth and will be remembered for those? Or will we, like poor Abraham Lincoln and poor George Washington now, also be canceled? Um, my sense is, for the majority of people, we're not quite like Abraham Lincoln or George Washington. I know I'm not. Um, but for the voice that I have, for the time that I have, for the for the period that I'm here on this earth, I'm going to do the best that I can to speak the true things, to fight for freedom, to promote biblical values and biblical worldview and to help people understand the love of Jesus um, through word and action. So hopefully that is your goal as well. And as we look back on things, hopefully we'll figure that out. And we remember that we need to grow. And even Paul says to the Philippian church in chapter four that we have not yet arrived. We have not yet attained our goal and we like everybody else, have to keep growing and keep learning and keep working as hard as we can following after God with the help of the Spirit to be what we were made to be, what God has made us to be and how God has made us in his image as we grow day by day into that. Uh, Jesus even says, seek first the kingdom and all else will be added. Everything else will be added if we look after God and we work towards that end. And we can do this. We can do this because we have the power of God inside us when we accept Jesus into our heart. So I hope that as you accept God and as you follow after God, that you will continue living in the truth. You will continue living in the true things and you will avoid these weird false things and you will allow yourself the grace that you need, the mercy that you need, and you will offer to those that are struggling the grace they need and the mercy they need uh, because it goes both ways. We need to be the channel of God's love to this world because this world really, really needs it, right? Um, so again, I just wanted to give you those updates in the news because history, I think, is important. It bugs me when we remove it. I think we need to learn from it. I think we need to grow from it. I think we need to live in this day but understand where we've come from. And this didn't just happen on its own. This freedom doesn't just happen because humans are amazing. And if we just sat around on the couch all day, we would have prosperity and freedom. It comes from hard work. It comes from hard choices. And we're at a point in history where... We've lived kind of, uh, I, I want to say fat and happy because of the people that have gone before us 
and now we have to work. We have to work hard and we have to, to give these ideas out and, and try to share this truth as much as we can. That's why I'm doing this. That's why I appreciate any help and support and especially prayer. You can go to churchpublic.com and, and help us out there. You can listen to any of the other episodes. This actually happens to be the 50th episode. So glad that you have joined us today. I am praying for you. I pray that God blesses you. And as always, I hope that you keep the faith. We'll see you next time.
If you need the mercy of God, it is there for you. And I hope that you can feel that. I hope that you can know that. As always, I thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you have made it this far. God bless you and keep the faith.